everybody. So, we recorded an episode last night. We're the B.O. Boys. And we had to add this to the beginning of the podcast because breaking news, this is Monday morning. Pat, what is our breaking news? So, our breaking news, in this episode you'll hear we talk about the, at that point, the news that Cinemark, the parent company of Regal, biggest theater chain in the world, or one of the biggest theater chains in the world, that they were about to shut down a lot of their locations. They were about to shut down locations in Europe and a lot of locations in the United States. So that was the news we operate on in the episode you're about to hear. But box office news changes very fast. And as of this morning, as of Monday morning, October 5th, the news broke that Cinemark, parent company of Regal, is shutting down not some of their locations. They're shutting down all of their theaters, including all of the Regal theaters in the United States of America. They are about to shut down. That's according to a uh, statement from Mookie Grad, Grade Inger, CEO of Regal's parent company, Cineworld. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild, Clayton. Regal's about to just go down for the count. Well, so this is worse than we thought it was going to be initially. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was going to be theaters that were not making as much money as other theaters that were in close proximity to them. We came up with, you'll listen in this episode, we came up with good ideas for what they can do in, in, in those circumstances. Those will no longer need to be done because all those buildings are being shuttered. And they're saying it's temporary, so temporary could mean months, it could mean weeks, it could mean who knows, Years. but you don't shut down everything for a couple of days. No, no. And there's, I mean, we'll talk about this more on next week's episode. There's no real reason for these theaters to open until the mo- big movies start opening again, which is not until probably next spring. You know, Bond in April. That could be the next time we see movie theaters yeah, um, opening up again in the United States, or at least regal movie theaters. Though, the story that we'll be following, too, is what does AMC do? Yeah, does AMC, will AMC stay open? And I don't know, under, under these circumstances, why would they? Right. Other than to just... You know, there is that opportunity for AMC, I guess, to be the only big game in town in the United States to take advantage of the fact that if you want to go see a movie in an indoor hardtop, you've got to go to an AMC. You can't go to a Regal. So there, there may be a, a chance for them to just uh, take market share. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they maybe they lease some of these closed Regal theaters and tournaments. I don't know. Is this a chance to expand? I mean, maybe I'm just throwing out wishful thinking, but the likely scenario is AMC is just going to close in a couple of weeks too. But maybe this is an opening for them. I, I don't know. It yeah, is, if it is, this news is coming at us fast and furious, and Fast and Furious Nine doesn't even come out until next May. Yeah. So, so as of now, what you need to know that all Regals in America will be closing indefinitely. Wow. So here's our show. 
welcome to Yo Boys for Monday, October 5th. Fuck it, we're doing it live. It's a raw feed. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. Still in shed. I mean, I think you have to stay in shed at this point. Do you? I don't even know if it's your choice to be in shed. I think it's partially government mandated, partially uh, community enforced. It calls to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I so we got a um a, a listener message from a wannabe oh boy uh, this past week, and the main thing that was raved about was shed, shed, and the uh, the crickets apparently really um, connected with this wannabe oh boy. Good. I mean, I'm connecting with the crickets myself. Mm-hmm. They're cries of pain. Did you know that? Are they really? These ones. Okay. Oh, you could tell. Okay, not all crickets, but the ones near Shed are. Hashtag not all crickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think that a thing that probably listeners are responding to is we're all stuck indoors, you know, especially... We've got a lot of wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls who are coastal elites. They're in the big cities. They, you know, don't get a lot of access to outdoor space. And, of course, even listeners in the stacks don't get a lot of outdoor space uh, because they're, you know, stacked up on top of each other. So the crickets, I think, are the closest that a lot of listeners get to experiencing nature right now. Yeah, because if you're that high up on the stack, you're not hearing the crickets down below. Right, right. The crickets can't get that high. You can't hear that low. Yes. So this is nice for them. This is a nice yeah. respite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Pat, we got, we got two big moves. Okay. Which yeah, this, is a, this is a huge episode. R- right off the bat, just buckle up, Gus. Th- this is one of the big ones. Buckle up and suckle up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is what I like to say. So yep. we're going to talk about these moves, but let's let's rip through this top five first because we really don't have much to talk about. We have one thing to talk about, and that's it. So well, get, get okay. this out of yeah, the way. There's, there's some big things in here. There's some big things. but Yeah, but we'll we want to get to the moves. Okay. I, yeah, don't th- yeah. I think there's one big thing. There's one big thing. So Tenet, number one, fifth week in a row. Hooray. Mm-hmm. $2.7 million down 20.6 percent it's in 200 i always do this it's in 2722 theaters losing theaters down 128 for a cum of 45.1 million dollars pat yeah i mean listen it's a disaster tenet is a disaster that came to save the movie industry and it is going to have it is going to end up having done historic damage to the theatrical movie business. I think I think that is not overstating it anymore. Tenant's legacy is is a stain on the theatrical movie business. We will see the ripple effect later in the show when we talk mm-hmm. about what moved and mm-hmm. what is going to happen to the theaters because of those moves. This is all yep. a ripple from Tenet hitting the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Tenet is the pebble that poked a hole in an ocean liner. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, because I don't want to give Tenet the credit of of being an iceberg, you know, because icebergs are at least powerful. Icebergs are uh, wondrous. You know, icebergs are featured in Titanic. But a, a pebble, I feel like, is what Tenet should be compared to, but a destructive pebble. Well, also, icebergs are a symbol of a healthy Earth, right? Because everybody is mm-hmm. upset because the icebergs are melting, right? Yep. Yep. So, ice, yeah, if you see a giant iceberg, even if you crash into it, you have to at least say, well, at least it's not melted. Yeah, at least global warming is under control. Yep. Or if this was way before, way before global warming was even a thing, then you wouldn't even think about it. So, right, you know, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think about it. You'd just be pissed that you ran into an iceberg. Right. But no, Tenet, Tenet is it's a, it's a pebble that poked a hole in the boat. And uh, I don't know what else there is to say. Two point seven million in its fifth weekend. You know, this is it's it's a disaster. Forty five million domestic total is is uh, it's it's just so far below what they were expecting and hoping for that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how Nolan even uh, uh, what, what is he thinking right now? Well, he hasn't shown his face. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. he went mm-hmm. out to see a film in the theaters. He went out and saw. What was that movie? Broken Hearts Gallery or no Word on the Bathroom Wall or something like that. I think he went and saw that movie. Mm-hmm. It claims to have gone to see that movie. You know he snuck into Tenant. Yes, or, or or he bought a ticket to Tenant. He bought, he a bought ticket the to ticket Tenet for Tenant. <laughs> yes, he may have seen another movie. He may have seen Words on the Bathroom Wall, and you know said, "Oh, I I loved it afterwards." But he definitely had them sell him a Tenant ticket. And he probably bought a bunch of tickets on the way out and then just shoved them in the trash can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that even that forty-five million domestic total, that is a huge disappointment. That's in that's artificially inflated just by Nolan himself buying a bunch of tickets. We yeah, assume how many, we assume. how many how many tenant tickets are, are on the bottom of his bird cages at home? Right. Right. And I uh, he seems like a guy who's got a lot of birds. So hopefully he's got a lot of bird cages too. Oh, it. do you think he just lets him fly around in his house? He he probably Ugh. would. He's so sick. Yeah, I was thinking just one cage and multiple birds. Oh wow! He is he yeah. plumping them up? Is he is he putting them in one so they expand to the size of the cages? Maybe, but there's definitely a lot of tickets for them to uh, defecate on. Yeah. So tenants a disaster, and I would say, you know, we're not going to go further into it because mm. we've talked it to death, I believe. So go back to some of our older episodes, and really, I think it'd be interesting to go back and listen to the trajectory that this movie has had in the past five weeks. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you- if you're if you're making uh, you know documentaries on this year, you know, or if it's one of those like. You know, CNN did their their 90s and the two, you know, were one of those I love those, one of those. If you're doing that for 2020, I think our uh, episodes and sections on Tenet are, you know, I think that's critical uh, documentation for you to use and pay us for. 
Oh, that's the most important thing. I was actually mm-hmm. not paying attention until you said pay us. Yeah. Then yeah. I perked Licensing up. fees, if you please. So let's talk about number two, which I think is the big thing. Mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. The Gen Z millennial honeypot movie. These people love this movie. This is this is catnip to them. Mm-hmm. Made $1.9 million in 2,570 theaters. And it had a per screen average of $749, which Tenant only had a screen average of $991. So we're looking at a movie that if it was on the same amount of screens as Tenant, would have had a chance to beat it to number one. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is stunning. It's one of those things where remember the days when we would try and predict the top five, or we would, we would predict the top five, and we would almost always get it right, if you think about it. And it's impossible to do that nowadays because you could have given me a hundred different chances of guessing a top five. I probably wouldn't have put Hocus Pocus in there because I didn't know what was coming out. I mean, it is a Halloween movie. It is beloved. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about this film is that it is currently playing on regular cable. Yes. Constantly. And also available on Disney+. Plus. Yes. So... It, it is on uh, the Freeform channel, which, you know, I know we're a movie box office channel, but... For the TV aficionados out there, TV guide subscribers, that's the channel that used to be, you know, the family channel, Fox family, ABC family, you know, it became freeform, but it's always pretty much that. It's just family movies. It is playing on that channel currently multiple times per day right now. It is the, f- the focus of their television advertising is basically... This is the place to see Hocus Pocus over and over again. Yeah, it's it, the only time it's not playing is early in the morning when 700 Club is contractually obligated to play. Yes, yes. It's just 700 Club or Salad Shooter infomercials is the only thing other than Hocus Pocus that plays on Freeform. So so this is – so last week we we offered up some ideas to save theaters. Mm-hmm. This is close to what we asked for people to do. Yes. We wanted people to, well, basically we wanted the movie studios to release horror movies, Halloween-centric mm-hmm. movies, but with masked assailants. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had Jason, you have a Freddy, but you would wear the latex mask, the Scream, mm-hmm. the Scream films, because the Scream mask, the... Halloween films with Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Now, the mask portion of this is not there, although it would have been nice if somebody, you know, if they all dressed in Bette Midler masks or Jessica Parker masks. Who's the third one? Kathy Najimy. Yeah, and I would say SJP and Kathy Najimy, there, there probably are maybe no Halloween store masks of either of them. Um, they're both, you know, very good actresses, been around a long time, but I don't think either of them are um, 
sort of iconic mask level celebrities. Bette Midler, there probably is some kind of like Shatner-esque, you know, like Bette Midler mask at a Halloween store or it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, to to keep the to keep from having to pay her fees, there's probably a like brassy actress singer mask. That's obviously Bette Midler. Well, let me just tell you, I used to live in Soho. I went to some Halloween parties. There's some Bette Midler masks out there. Just full on, just a, it's a Bette Midler mask that you could Latex. get comes out in a bag. Okay, big thing. Yeah, complete. Okay, thing. so so then Hocus Pocus then could work. In our plan, it's just you have to have the adults and the children wear Bette Midler masks that I guess are at like Soho Ricky's type shops. Or I guess, I mean, everything's online. So hopefully Amazon is stocked up with Bette Midler masks. I would say up and down Christopher Street, you probably could find a few. Right, right. But I mean, the the stacks are going to have to order them online some you're they're gonna need amazon drones dropping bet midler masks into the stacks absolutely yeah um so yeah so it's bet midler i wonder if the the shop sell them as uh carson final guest masks and they you gotta you get around you're right they gotta get around because i bet you there's carrie bradshaw masks there's gotta be uh, i think there's, there's carrie bradshaw's shoes but i don't think masks i, I feel think, like n- n- i don't know bet midler is the way to go on the hocus enforcing the mask policy for these hocus pocus screenings well i think even broader when we're talking mm-hmm. about the, the this is that just release catalog films yes because yes. and i you know I hate talking about them. I hate seeing a top 10 with catalog films. I hate seeing this catalog film. Mm -hmm. But for the theaters to survive, they need to just fill up their screens with these type of films. These type of films that are, for whatever reason, people want to go out and see in the theater something that you know is going to make a million dollars or because that's the same thing with star wars that that made a a million dollars last weekend or Mm -hmm. close to it Mm -hmm. you can't waste new blockbusters on theaters right now you just can't do it and we're seeing that again with these moves that we will talk about very soon so we need to see the, more of the hocus pocuses out there. We we well, can't. The, the hocus pocus one is so interesting to me because, like we said, it's it is on TV constantly, and also it is a kids movie, and it's just so fascinating to think of the 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 people to the tune of one point nine million dollars who chose to go as a family to see Hocus Pocus in this context rather than just, and and I know not everyone has free form. I know free form being on my, you know, internet cable subscription is a luxury as a coastal elite, as a podcaster. I know I'm in that rarefied air. So not everyone has it, but I feel like, you know, VHSs are still floating around the stacks 
And, you know, maybe the stacks have, the stacks definitely have DVD players. So they, they have DVDs of Hocus Pocus. It's, it's, it's just so interesting in to think of taking. Exactly. It probably came with some of the PlayStations. And there's, you know, I'm sure in the stacks, like somewhere maybe in the middle of the stack, there's one of those like lender libraries that's probably mostly filled with DVDs. So I would think Hocus Pocus is still very readily available at home to everyone. And it's it's just it's whenever there's a big kids movie that that is in these top fives, it's it always is fascinating to me. See, Pat, this is what you're forgetting mm-hmm. with this generation, and that includes people our age. Mm-hmm. There are no kids' films anymore. There are mm-hmm. adults going to see this movie. There are forty year olds going to see Hocus Pocus. We are no longer. There is no longer that separation of a kid's movie and an adult movie. Mm-hmm. And you see that with the superhero movies. You see that with the Pixar movies. You see that with any cartoon movie. Those type of films cannot make the kind of money they make if it's only kids. Right. So That's true. We are so infantilized as a society that Hocus Pocus is a kid's movie. It's aimed at kids, but it has an adult following. Right. Nothing right. is nothing is childish enough for an adult aged 42 to 18 to not want to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. So this this Hocus Pocus audience is probably mostly mostly married couples in their 40s. Or or like they're for... or they're in their mid 30s, early 30s. I do think right. there's a there is a young millennial Gen Z following for this film, but there is also an older millennial following for this film. Right. I mean, listen, I like this film. I did see it as a kid. It's not, you know, it's definitely not the Goonies to me or one of those. I definitely feel like I like this movie more than you do. Um, I I've wouldn't never go seen see it. In... Interesting. I do think you would like it then. Yeah. No. I think you would like it. You like Bette Midler. It's it's old-fashioned entertainment. It doesn't matter what I like. Right. It matters um, what the people will see. Yeah, and the people will see this. This was, it's, it's. Uh, I guess, yeah, people in their 30s, either, th- this could be someone's, like, first time out of the house in six months. Uh, Went to go see Hocus Pocus by themselves after just, you know, having food slipped under their, their door or, you know, the, they're, they're Cloroxing every, every package. And then six months later, and they're fine. Like I got to leave the house. I'm going to see Hocus Pocus at a movie theater, which is, that's a huge step. It's a big step to go from not leaving the house in six months to seeing a movie inside a movie theater. But, but I'm sure someone is in that situation. This is pointing the way forward for the theaters Mm-hmm. Put out these type of films, make them Halloween centric. We should only be seeing in this top ten really low budget films that are taking advantage of the ability to be in drive-ins, to be in big theaters when they normally couldn't, and mm-hmm. catalog films that are Halloween centric. Yep. Yeah, it should just be this top five should just be shit like Infidel. And then, uh, you know, Beetlejuice. That should be your. That's 
should be the two categories of your box office for the next few months. Absolutely. So number three, we've got New Mutants made a cool million dollars. Yep. Down only 14.7%. It's in 2,154 theaters, lost about 151 theaters. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is now at $20.9 million. Here we go. We're clapping for it. We promised and we delivered. Yep. So, yeah, a little backstory uh, for people who maybe are just joining us for the first time. In this episode, first of all, we're the B.O. Boys. We're a box office podcast. Second of all, on this show last week, we promised all of our listeners that if the New Mutants past the mark of $20 million at the domestic box office, we would indeed clap on air for them. So that is what you just heard. First time listeners, that was us clapping for New Mutants hitting what we consider a huge quarantine, you know, pandemic context milestone. And if I am Disney... Mm -hmm. Because this is a Disney film now because they bought Fox and it is now – this is a 20th century studios film because now they don't say Fox. Mm -hmm. I would put a little bit of money, not too much, but Mm -hmm. just a little bit of money into maybe a few viral ads to get out to consumers that this is a horror film. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's not going to be a lot of horror films coming out other than catalog films, fingers crossed, if the theaters and the studios listen to us. So really play up the fact that if you haven't seen New Mutants yet, you will be scaled. It is scary. Yep, yep. And it, it, and it stars Anya Taylor-Joy, who is a, you know, somewhat of a modern-day scream queen. You know, she's the star of The Witch, She's the star of uh, Split and Glass, you know, or Split especially being a, a horror, I would say, kind of a horror movie. So you really should. Yeah, that's a great point. They should go full on into, again, almost making people think this is a movie that's just opening up now. New Mutants, it's an Anya Taylor-Joy big studio horror movie. And it's in its sixth week. So, I mean, we're seeing that these films are going to play longer. Yep. And Yeah, I mean, it's number three, so it ain't going anywhere. This is going to be prime New Mutants season. Yeah. So I'd, I'd also suggest, and again, they shouldn't be throwing tons of money at it, but come on, open the purse strings a little bit. They should put out some ads congratulating New Mutants on hitting the $20 million milestone. Because, you know, you see those ads where it's like, congratulations to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bad Boys 2, number one movie in America, whatever. They should put out an ad, New Mutants, congratulations, $20 million at the box office, and play us clapping on air in the commercial. Yeah, they could do that in like a re... Uh, they could They could show... You know, what is that, a reenactment? Yes, yes. I can t- yeah. I can take a picture of Shed so they can get it more, uh, you know, more real to life. 
Well, they should do it. Listen, they're the movie people. They should do it in their style. You know, get some actors that to portray us who, you know, really pop with a, a, a TV audience. You know, get listen. They're always gonna they're always gonna cast younger. So I'm sure it'll be you know uh, a couple of like 17 year old 18 year old actors playing us shirtless whatever whatever they got to do to sell tickets and shed listen they're not going to make shed the way shed really is they're going to make shed like look like a nightclub make it look real cool um you know have a lot of like fire you know it'll be like one of those things where there's like metal chains hanging everywhere there's fire it's a nightclub me and you were played by uh, 18-year-old like soap opera actors, and then they start clapping. New Mutants, congratulations, $20 million at the box office. I mean, you've got to celebrate these small victories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, number four, talk about a film that has been in theaters for a while. In its eighth week, at number four, Unhinged, Made $870,000, down 10.1%. Still in 2,000 theaters. Lost about 159 theaters. And it's at 18.4. Yep. I mean, last week we discussed whether this was going to hit 20 at some point. Whether we'd end up clapping for Unhinged. And I don't know, last week I kind of was... A little cold on that possibility, but now, 1.6 million away. It, you know, the month of October is probably a pretty good time for a movie like Unhinged. You could easily start promoting Unhinged as a horror movie. Again, yes. Um, I do think that you cut a new commercial mm-hmm. that really plays up the horror element of this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he could happen to anybody. That's a great line. Yep. I think you just, you know, put put that money out there to get, you know, don't fear the Reaper. Mm-hmm. Just give BOC some money, Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. Or Or just play enough of it that you don't have to pay. That, I mean, that's always the way to go, I think. Is because people fig- will get the out. gist. People yep. know that song. So if you just yep. do, people will fill in the blanks. Yep. Yeah, your mind, the synapses automatically start firing and and they finish the song for you. Yeah, so, so just play enough that you don't have to pay and that will do wonders. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I it, we may be clapping again. I mean, not to tease people too much not to overhype what we have coming up but you know if you liked what you heard with us clapping for new mutants all i'll say is if you liked what you heard there you know unhinged is only 1.6 million dollars away from hitting 20 million at the box office so uh, i'll leave it at that let your mind fill in the blanks so staying steady at number five we have infidel Mm mm-hmm $455,000, down 40.2%. So this movie has just been dropping and dropping and dropping. It is in uh, 1,792 theaters, 
dropped 93 theaters, which in its third week is, I mean, nobody, this movie is not doing well. And it, it, you would say, since it's number five, that seems like it should be doing well. This movie would be hanging in there more if people actually wanted to see it. I mean, it'd be beating Unhinged. It'd be beating New Mutants. Right. This is a film that I'm not going to say it's a bomb like Tenet because those are two different leagues that we're speaking mm-hmm. of. But Infidel is no great shakes. If I'm Cloudburst Entertainment, I'm a little bummed. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a it's a niche movie playing to a niche market. You know, it's a little bit of a, a, a political market that it's playing to. But yeah, I mean, there there are there are examples of those type of movies that have done a lot better than what Infidel is doing. This is not going to be. I I don't see a franchise here for Cloudburst Entertainment. I'm not I'm not predicting uh, Infidel two, you know, Infidel three, and so on and so forth. I I think Cloudburst is 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 not going to be uh, mass producing Infidel dolls. No. So. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about Bond. Yep. James Bond mm-hmm. has moved. He has fled again. Yeah. Was he the first fleer? Yes. Back in the first week of March when things started uh, happening? Yes, he was. he was the one that made our stomachs drop. Yep. I remember we were in the studio. Oh if my you can god, the that. studio. From the studio to shed. What a I mean that's, you know, that's a subtitle to the year 2020. That's yeah, that's the American story right now. Yeah. So, well that's my memoir. Mhm. As well. Studio to shed. From the studio um, to the shed. Yeah. Posthumous memoir. Yes, of course. I mean, I I'm making all the money off of that. You gotta. Mm -hmm. So it's moved from its Thanksgiving perch to April 2nd, 2021. Wow. So no bond this year. No bond for a while. Yeah. So that, you know, that is... Well, first off, I think we need to congratulate you because for listeners who listened a couple episodes uh, episodes ago when we did our uh our fantasy draft where we each picked two movies that would stay two movies that would move two movies that would stream amongst the the remaining 2020 release schedule you did pick bond as a movie that would flee and go to 2021 so you you got it you nailed one right there and i i I I have a feeling Soul is gonna is gonna move too. Soul is supposed I mean, to come out the same Thanksgiving day. Not, I mean the day around Thanksgiving as James mm-hmm. Bond. It's gonna go to Disney Plus. It's just going to. Well, every to. I mean, everything's. I mean, the other part of this big story is, of course, it does seem like the Regal movie theaters internationally and in the. United States are going to be closing or Cineworld, which owns Regal. It's starting to look like they're going to start closing their international theaters, Regal in the United States. So I think I'm bringing that up because that's very tied to, I think, why Bond is moving or maybe 
that closing is tied to bond moving. But I think what we're seeing is movie theaters are not a viable business right now. There's not enough product and there are not enough people who want to go into these places. No. And it's not making sense to, like we said earlier, drop new product. Mm-hmm. So, again, then F9, to go back to the big moves. Right. F9, so bond moving to April 2nd, 2021. Which then made F9 move because F9 was in that date. It is now mm-hmm. being pushed to May 28th, 2021. So it's going to be later in the season, but it got moved off its perch by Bond. Well, here's what I got to say about that. First of all, fuck Bond for, and, and you know, I, I don't I don't drop that lightly, but for moving into F9 spot. Yeah, April like, is, April is for La Familia. Yes, Yes, they they are traditionally a summer movie that opens way before the usual summer season. They are yeah, April has has been their month since probably you know, Fast 5. And so I I do not love that move of Bond just moving on their spot. The thing I will say though is I do love uh F9 moving to the end of May, because to me, that just makes so much more sense. And again, we don't really know anything. No one knows anything, but end of May feels so much um, safer in terms of where things are going to be than that first week in April. Like to me, that Memorial Day next summer, um, maybe I'm being wishful thinking, but Things could be hopefully a lot in a much better place. So F9 moving there, I think good for them. I think that'll probably end up being a better weekend. Yeah, I mean if we're if we're still in a bad place by then, then movies are gonna be the last thing on most yes. people's minds. Right, right, right. Because they are really the last thing on most people's minds right now. Right, right. Other than right. ours, because this is how we, you know, this is this is what we do. We live and breathe this. Yeah, it's our bread and butter, baby. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Bond moving to the beginning of April, obviously they're banking on, you know, once we all get through the winter, again, hopefully there's vaccines that are out there. There's uh, much better treatments. Warm weather is back because, I mean, we're all kind of predicting that cold weather flu season is, is just going to make a lot of these indoor businesses become... Um, very uh, problematic again in the next few months. So, you know, Bond is counting on April. Doors are going to be open. Everything's going to be great again. We'll see. Um, I, I do think the other big thing why Bond moved is if these international theaters are starting to close and they're probably closing because of lack of product, then Bond really... I mean... I think Bond may have stayed, even if the U.S. domestic box office was a disaster, if they thought they had a good shot of making five or six hundred million dollars outside of the U.S. Yeah, it's the U.K. theaters. So here's what the here's according to the article on Deadline. Here is Mm -hmm. what here's the chicken and egg. Yeah. 
it's in response to No Time to Die, the Bond movie, moving mm-hmm. that the theaters, the Cineworld theaters are closing. Okay. That's what they're saying is that Bond, but I think Bond saw the writing in the wall, seeing right. the number of cases go up, seeing the amount that Tenet is making, which Tenet is at 307 million worldwide right now. Mm-hmm. Which is like we said before last episode, a good amount, but it's 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 nothing to write home about. So many other films have vacated that Bond just made the right decision to not push it, not become a tenant, not keep trying to get people into places they don't want to go. Right, and that then made Cineworld say, "Okay, if we don't have Bond." we're not going to have anything to bring in the, the, the bulk of people in. So we need to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so according to new, so originally people were afraid that this was going to be a total shutdown. So this is not going to be according to today, Sunday or yesterday, right. Sunday, although we were recording on Sunday, this is coming out on Monday. Right. It is not going to be a full shutdown. Of the Cinemark theaters, Regal in the U.S. Not a full every theater closing soon. Yeah, so the it looks to be a partial mm-hmm. closure of 65 locations out of the 300 to four, 340 to 400 Regals that have reopened. Mm-hmm. And it's because they want to... They're closing lower grossing locations that are close to higher grossing ones. Okay. So they're trying to push everybody into like one theater as opposed to you got a Regal here, a Regal a couple, you know, miles away. Close the one that's not doing as well. Make everybody go to the other one. Right. So they're saying just just drive a little further. Come on. Yeah. So so that's, that's what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're also... So many of these theaters are really starting to go to a weekend-only um, situation where where movie theaters are going to only be like a Thursday through Sunday deal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's already happening. So this is just a way to minimize costs. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and we were talking, we were talking last, last episode, you know, do we think Tenet is going to reach 50 million dollars and you said it would and i am thinking now and i said i i went the other way just to make it interesting Mm -hmm. i feel like this movie does not because if they really do close down some more theaters Mm -hmm. the optics of that Mm -hmm. will be enough to drive people away because if if their local theater is closed, they're not going to get in the car and drive another 10 miles to go to the next closest Regal. They're just going to assume that, oh, the theater's closed. Because people aren't ke- keeping up with this like we are. I mean, well, everybody should I mean, be listening to our podcast, obviously. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why it's so important for all the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls. you got to spread the word about this podcast. We're not saying that because... We're looking to get ad money, huh? We're not. We're not saying, you know, uh, tell your friends about our show because we want to get on Spotify's, you know, network, huh? 
we're, we're saying that because it's a public service. People have to know this box office information. So they have to know out in the stacks, they go drive for two hours, get to the Regal they thought was there, that Regal's, you know, closed. They got to know that if they just ride, drive another three hours, the next Regal over from their town in the stacks is open. But they, but, the, but you gotta, so you've gotta realize, and I know you realize this, mm-hmm. that movies are just one thing for people. They're everything for us, but they're just one out of a few things for most people. And so a blockbuster can't just be the people that live and breathe cinema and movies and box office. It has right. to be Joe Lunchpail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has to be Mary Caboodle. Right, right, These right. normal folks. Salt yeah, of the little Earth. Little Susie Starburst, yeah. Salt of the Earth who are aware enough of where they can go to see a movie, and they're not going to be. It's just mm-hmm. a fact. They're not going yeah. to be because they're going to see something closed near them and assume they're all closed. They're just going to yeah. do that. Yeah. So Bond, I mean, Bond had to move, um, and the theaters have to at this point follow suit and start closing down because there is just not the product. And, 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 and they're not being creative enough in the, 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 the resources that are available, which is the catalog titles, which is promotions, which is, like we said last week, the saline solution in which you, instead of selling uh, 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 convenience food that would force people to take their masks off, you just stick them with an IV and give them nutrients that they have to pay for. These theaters are not being creative in those ways, and so they have no other choice but to shut down. So so this this brings up a point which we have mentioned previously is that innovate or die. Mm-hmm. And theaters are not innovating. So therefore they will they will they will oh do you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. will die. They, they will, will die. die. And and it's very ironic that the Bond movie that is moving is called No Time to Die. Well, right now it's 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 time to die. And and I'm not saying that I am not happy. When I see No. When I see the leaves fall off the trees. Mhm. Am I happy? No. But do I realize that this is a cycle that then in the spring those leaves will come back? Right? If you are a theater and your leaves are falling off, you have to figure out a way to get those leaves back. Yep. And nature has figured that out. And Oh yeah, the trees are the trees are way ahead of all of us. They're on autopilot at this point. Right. These theaters need to realize, okay, we're a dead tree. We have no leaves. Mhm. What can we do in the next couple of months to get those leaves back? Right. And I'm blowing people's minds right now. Theater owners who are listening to this, they're like, a tree? I never thought of myself as a tree. That's your problem. Right. That's your problem. Right. Okay? We're all trees. Yep. You know? Think about it. Yep. Wake up, theater owners. Wake up. So what Uh, they need to do is, like you said, innovate. 
figure mm-hmm. out something different. Right. And we've given And listen, them, it's a terrible situation. Ideas. It's the worst situation in the world. Businesses, people are not getting the kind of help we need from our governments, of course. All of that said, the place that everyone is in and the place that these theaters are in, they have to try and figure some stuff out because theatrical movie going and it kills us to say this more than anyone, more than anyone other than people who have a huge financial stake in the business. It kills us to say it, but this theatrical business is, is really in as bad a shape as it gets. This is rough. This is, this is, these next few months are going to be a nightmare for anyone who works in any kind of theatrical uh, movie going or business related to that. Don't go the way of the oxygen bar. Mm-hmm. You remember oxygen bars? Uh, I Actually, I don't remember oxygen bars. Exactly. Exactly. Do you get like an oxygen, like you go there and they, they put you on a ventilator? What is an oxygen bar? You go there, you breathe in pure oxygen, and it's supposed to make you feel better, give you energy. It's like an espresso shot. Okay. There was different flavors. See, see, this Well, that is, sounds innovative, but it wasn't? See, that's the thing, is that there wasn't a way to sustain them. They they couldn't continue to innovate. It's one thing mm-hmm. to innovate and then not in, keep innovating. That's right, and that's right. what you signed up for, theater. Sorry, you innovate now. You're gonna have to innovate again. So if you're right. not in the business of continually innovating, then you need to be in a different business. Right. Don't they, even bother innovating the first time, which is I guess the tax they're all taking right now. Then sell Bibles door to door. Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. the kind of business you want to be in that never innovates, sell door to door, Bibles door to door. Yeah. Okay. The Bibles ain't changing, and those it, Bible salesmen they just do what they've been doing for centuries. They got big old calluses on their fingers. Yep. On their ding dong fingers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to walk around like that? I don't think so. So theaters do something about it. You're seeing the evidence right now. Put in these catalog films. Put, pack your theaters with horror films. Get these psychos in the doors. Right, right. And I, I guess you, have sing-alongs, have something. I mean, yes, they, well, they, not I, sing-alongs because that's dangerous. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Uh, silent discos. No, I don't dancing. Know. You can't dance. Okay, silent. Chair dancing, something. I why, mean, why does is, it have to be silent? Where are you going with the silent thing? Well, the people should be silent, but still active somehow. Yeah, no, they're sitting down. They're theaters. Just have them sit mm-hmm. down. Okay, I think they don't you're move going at all. Too far off the map. Okay, well, you know this. This is the type of thing that should be happening right now in the office or virtual office on Zoom of every. Uh, movie theater company in America is this type of brainstorming this type of throw anything up against the wall see what sticks see what slides they they've got to be yes maybe the silent disco movie idea isn't the way to go but but something could come of it something exactly because exactly because shit grows flowers Mm mm-hmm exactly so even a shit idea like that idea right 
can can blossom into a flower if it's seeded correctly. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, what what are some other big takeaways you get from bond moving? I mean, it felt inevitable. Obviously, you picked that to happen a few weeks ago in our draft. Um, did it? Did you have any kind of emotional reaction when you read this? A- a- anything strike you, or this is you were just this is the inevitable? I'm I'm beyond being emotionally. I mean, I do think the big one was F9, and that mm-hmm. was so long ago that that wound has healed. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. F9 moved, I was like, this is not going to be a good summer. This is not going to be a good stretch for right. us as a world or us as moviegoers. Mm-hmm. So I really have not had an emotional reaction to any other move. I think right now, practically... You're going to see Wonder Woman moving because mm-hmm. there's no way Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers at one time look like strong. They look like old school. We love theaters. We support theaters. Now they put Wonder Woman in there. They're going to look stupid. They're going to percent. They're going to look out of touch. They're going to it's going to be OK, Boomer. OK, Boomer, mm-hmm. put, put Wonder Woman 1984 in there. Yep. So that's moving. Dune is moving. Like I said, you said Wonder Woman is moving. I said Dune is moving. We're both going to win. There's no way they are going to burn a Oscar caliber film such as Dune, a movie that could turn Timothy Chalamet into a Titanic level star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they're going to. If I'm if I'm his people, I'm saying, don't you dare put this movie out under these circumstances. Nobody's going to get a boner in a theater right now. Nobody's right. going to be wet in those seats like we want them to be wet. The Bobby right. Soxer, the Bobby Sox women, what are they called? Bobby Soxers? I've never heard of Bobby Sox woman as a term. So they're, we need them jumping up and screaming and fainting. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. ain't going to happen in a theater in 2020. So get this movie out. Next year, big Oscar campaign for everybody. Yep. Don't be boneheads. Yeah, Chalamet's got to uh, throw his weight around and get Dune moved. So he's a he's a skinny guy. He's a uh, you know almost frail, you would say, but frail and obviously in a you know very attractive way. But whatever weight he does have on them bones, he's got to start throwing around. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, He's not the star yet, but this could be a star-making film, and it'd be a shame if it went down the toity. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm th- I'm seeing. Scorched Earth, especially if you know, and that's that, like we said, it it doesn't matter how many of these regals close. If they reclose, people will lose trust. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna say, well, there's something wrong. Then you're closing this one. But the other one's open, so what happened at this one? And it, it's like the, what was it, the AMC in, in Times Square had bed bugs? Yes. And yes. we never went to that theater. We've never, we have not been there in years. I mean, it does help. We're coastal elites. We live in the greatest city in the world. When things were normal pre-pandemic, they're pretty much, and Stacks people are going to really be interested to hear about this, in Manhattan, 
there are movie theaters probably every four or five blocks. Like yes. there are just movie theaters everywhere. But the AMC in Times Square, right? The one of the most convenient theaters to go to had bedbugs once, and we pretty much have not been there in years. And and the funny thing about that is it's what your brain does because there's nothing stopping these bedbugs from walking across the street right to yes. the Regal. But yet we had it in our mind. AMC had them. Regal didn't mm-hmm. that we know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's go to Regal. Yep. So it, we're, we weren't being logical and people aren't logical. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what companies are for. Companies are to make people think that they're making logical choices when they're actually making illogical choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how it's companies... Their, it's their duty. It's their right. That's how corporations and companies make their money. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're making people think too logically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, they're making people think, okay, this is closed. There's something wrong. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because especially nowadays when we're still so wary of outbreaks, there's conspiracy theories, all this stuff. You go by a movie theater now that had reopened and is now closed. I mean, my first thought, other than if I, you know, I'm a person who knows what's actually going on, but if I wasn't, I would assume, oh, there was an outbreak of the virus here. This movie theater is tainted forever. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. That and that's yeah. and that's the thing is so it's it's be it's going to be a crisis of confidence. You can't reclose these theaters. New York was smart in not reopening yet because mm-hmm. if all these regals close again, then nobody in New York is going to say, "Oh, I'm never going back there." Right. They're just going to wait. They're just going to wait. I think what these theaters need to do, so the, the the Regal Cinemark theaters that are closing because there's another higher grossing theater somewhere else in driving distance, they can't just put like a printed out eight and a half by 11 sign up on the door that says this location's closed, you know, the go down to, to Beauville, you know, 40 miles away, there's another location there. It can't just be that. It has got to be, you get to one of these closed theaters, it is giant billboard and an arrow pointing down, grab your free, you know, bucket of popcorn, uh, sack of Mike and Ike's, whatever, and take that down the road to Beauville. Enjoy your movie there. It's only another... 45 minutes to go you know give them something give them something and be honest with them have the billboard explain there was no COVID outbreak here it's not that the place is unclean it is because this theater doesn't gross as much money as the one 40 minutes away in Beauville yeah I mean you could do that or you could you could Blame them. Blame Beauville. No, you or blame, blame the, the customer because they didn't come enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should walk I mean, up to a sign that says, too little, too late. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, listen, we love honesty. We, you know, we're famous for our cut the shit segments. 
famous for having daddy come home and set uh, people like Christopher Nolan straight right here on the show. But I do feel like you still have to walk that line with customers, with paying customers of, you know, being gentle, being uh, treating them a little bit like children, you know, and just not berating them, not cutting the shit with them. Because, yeah. yes, it is it is possibly ultimately the customer's fault, but, you know, you want them to continue that drive down to Beauville. So I say the way to go is give them the honest business reasoning, give them some Mike and Ikes, give them, you know, um, print out some like MapQuest directions on how to get to the theater, really force feed them, really get them there. Or or give them the option if they come all the way there, they realize mm-hmm. it's not open. You know, you've got a big wall on the side of your building. Put put a put a movie up. Put a free movie up that's running. Mm-hmm. It's running at all times. You're projecting yeah. the movie on the side of the the theater so that they show up and they're like, "Oh, I came to see Tenet," and the sign says, "Tenet isn't playing." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we had to close but check out twister it's on the side of the building right now drive around right Free yeah of charge. you could do that you could do that i think you need then that to be movies that um don't draw an audience in and of themselves you know because you don't want that location to just end up becoming a free pop-up movie you know drive-in theater but you've got to give them something that doesn't make uh, make them upset. So I don't know, maybe like a, you know, I go to this example a lot, but maybe it's like a Porky's, you know, a movie where maybe they'll see that, they'll watch a few scenes, they'll stay there for like 20 minutes, but it's not going to start getting big audiences to come and say, hey, there's a building that just shows Porky's 24 hours a day. We should just go there. So, Pat, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. This just came to me. Okay. You go daddy them. Okay. So you you have a movie projected on the side of the of the building, right? Get to the third act. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Yes. Danica Patrick shows up on screen mm-hmm. and says, if you want to see the rest of this movie, go to Beauville down the road, right? 45 yep. miles down. Yeah. Brought That's to you perfect. by this this redirection is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. That's perfect. I love that because you've given them something for free for their troubles. Because if they don't want to continue driving, they've at least gotten two thirds of a movie. Then you're giving them an enticement to go to your other theater and to pay money for the product. Also, you're getting that GoDaddy sponsorship money, which is so key. And that's GoDaddy innovating. Yes. That's GoDaddy doing what we're telling the theaters to do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do with these regal locations that are closing is, yes, Pop-up drive-ins, show two-thirds of a movie, go daddy ad, direct them to the next movie theater to pay to finish watching. And they're going to be laughing so hard 
that they're gonna it's they're gonna be like it's worth it. Let's just drive yeah. over there. This is so yeah. funny. Yeah. I don't right. feel they're taken gonna enjoy in it. at all. I don't feel yeah. I don't feel like this was a prank. Yeah. I know if I was someone who found myself in that situation, drove down there, theaters closed, they project a movie on the side of the wall, I watch it for about an hour, 15 minutes, and then the GoDaddy ad popped up, I would be clapping in my car or in the passenger seat of the Uber that uh, I ordered to drive me there because I don't drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so right, right there, we have just given them another idea for free. Yep. And and there's people, like you said, on Zooms that are sitting there, what, picking their butts? The fuck are they doing on these right. Zooms that they're not coming up with ideas? Right. Are they too scared? Are they too worried about their jobs or their livelihoods or the fact that they might lose their houses or they the, the industry that they worked in for their whole entire life is, is going to be decimated? But you got to not have fear dictated decision making mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah this is a no fear situation when it comes to coming up with ideas to save these movie theaters you got to be calvin you mm-hmm. got to be calvin p and on no fear yep 100 percent. well he's peeing on fear because he, he, has, no fear. Yeah, he, has, he no has no fear yeah he has no fear so he's peeing on it yeah yeah, it's a because he's like no fear, no shit, seller. no fear. Mm-hmm. You don't have to even tell me no fear. I piss on that. Of course, yep. no fear. That's redundant. Yep. Fuck you. I piss on it. Yep. So yeah. So Pat, I, I, you know, we were gonna talk about the war with Grandpa. I mean, let's. I think. I think you know what we're at an hour next week. Next week is a war with grandpa centric episode. So let's not even let's not even waste any of our war with grandpa thoughts, ideas, material takes. Let's just say right now, next week, the war with grandpa is opening up. It's going to be one of the biggest movies of the fall. Biggest movie of the rest of 2020, Robert De Niro and the war with grandpa. And that is next week's episode. It is just full on, full on war coverage. What I will ask though, real quick. Yeah. Does it go number one? Huh. So we would have to make more than probably 2 million, right? We're thinking Tenet is going to maybe dip under 2 million next week. Tenant no. made 2.7. So, okay, so Tenant will probably still make a little over two. Yes. Um. So does War with Grandpa open up at 3 million or more? Hocus Pocus <laughs> this week opened up at 1.9. Okay, I'm going to say, I am just to give a prediction, I will give a prediction. War with Grandpa opens up at number one at the box office <laughs> next week. I'm saying I like it. it. I like it. Do you think War with Grandpa opens up number one? I do not. Interesting. I don't think it's going to have the screens. Do you think, here's another prediction. And it doesn't have the awareness. Do you think The War with Grandpa finishes behind a movie that is currently not in the top 10 this week? 
will there be a catalog title that also beats the war with grandpa next weekend? You'd have to say which one, predict which one, but do you think War with Grandpa finishes behind something that's not even on this weekend's list? I'm going to be positive, and I'm going to say that the studios and the theaters are going to listen to us, and they are going to start releasing Halloween-centric films. Okay. And I believe a Halloween-centric film will beat out The War with Grandpa. Okay. So, so you're, I don't yeah, even you're think thinking that it's, it's like, going to be top two. Okay, you're thinking a, a you know a Scream or a Freddy movie or something like that comes out beats War with Grandpa. I'm going with War with Grandpa number one. I think De Niro is still De Niro. He's still a, a giant star. He's in a new movie. Last time we saw him on screen, you know, was The Irishman and Joker, which were two huge movies last year. So I think he's hot. I think De Niro is still a hot star coming off of a big 2019 War with Grandpa's number one. I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. A little bit. Little all right, bit. Pat. Tell them where they can find us. Listen, email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Has a regal by you closed down? Are you, uh, if so, are you going to drive to the regal in the next town or three towns over? Give us an update on how the regals are doing in your area, whether you're a coastal elite or you live in the stacks. The BO Boys podcast at gmail.com. Also, of course, rate and review. Give us five stars, Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five star, uh, review we will read whatever you write in the review as long as i don't know it's nice and and we want to read it so there you go so patreon we're not doing patreon for ourselves obviously nope. there's so much thing there's so many things out there that you need to save your money for spend your money on one of those things is our boy jake Fogelnest. he has a patreon and pat you've been over there yeah, I've been there a lot. There's some really cool stuff happening over at Jake Volganess's Patreon. Uh, you know what? You, the thing is, we're all having a great time over there. So I, I can't suggest highly enough that want to be old boys, want to be old girls, come stop by Jake Volganess's Patreon. Just, you know, experience it for yourself. Squirt TV clips, Squirt TV full episodes. They're all available on different tiers over at Jake Volganess's Patreon. Great. Well, we did it, Pat. Yep. And until next time, we'll we'll smell you at the box office.